be uh, turning it over to Maverick Slim for the Cosmic Hour momentarily here after I remind you that you're listening to your local independent public radio station, the Maverick, KMSU Mankato, KMSK Austin, broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University Mankato, big ideas, real world thinking. Hello, hello everyone. This is the Curiosity Podcast. We are here today with some of my favorite people. I'll let them introduce themselves so I don't get the names wrong, but they are the heads at KMSU um, here at the radio, the radio station here at the campus. Um, would you mind introducing yourself? Hello, I'm Dwayne McGaw. I'm the general manager here at KMSU. Just starting my fifth year here, but uh, before that I did like 30 years of commercial radio, so I kind of know a little bit about what I'm doing now. <laughs> and my name is Karen Wright. I am the operations director, and I host Minnesota Morning, which is a weekday program, and it's from 9 to 11.30, and I've been here since 2005, so I've been here a long time. Hmm. All right. Um, so my first question is, why do you think radio in general is so important? I'll take that one. <laughs> uh, well, uh, if you recall your perhaps intro to mass media class, you learned that radio was one of the first social media things out there in the media world because that was kind of the first thing before TV because TV was just radio with pictures. <laughs> right. It truly is. And, you know, my parents used to talk about that was their thing to do as a family was gather around the, the radio to listen mm-hmm. to Amos and Andy and all these old time radio shows because they didn't have TV. So that was their entertainment. They were farm people. And that was so radio is important because that's how we started social media. And it, the Internet didn't exist. If you think about it, the Internet didn't exist until, you know, 90s ish starting to come into play with influencing media and, and people being able to change choose the content that they consume and those kind of things that's what uh, what radio would do would be provide the the entertainment opportunities i mean you think about it it just you you had whatever your record collection was whether it was you know 45s or vinyl or uh, those kinds of things that your family owned or people you knew owned or that you would hear when you would go to uh, a dance at school or something like that. That was the only way you were exposed to other forms of music uh, and sometimes other ideas even might be through the radio. And right now, radio is the only medium that's really free. I mean, you don't have to subscribe to anything. You can listen anytime you want and you can also hear it on the web you can hear it streaming anywhere in the world so mm-hmm. right now you know there still is radio it just might be a little different in how it looks back then when you could only get it in the car or in your house so right. so would you count like podcasts as like a uh, extension of radio it would be and that's how that's really how you think about it now and you, you kind of stop radio is it's the medium it's that broadcast over a frequency thing but if you take that out of the equation it's audio that's what we're doing here is creating audio content 24-7 with either live content or recorded content. Do we want to ask about students? Sure. Or... Okay, yeah. So, well, I, I, was, I, I just noticed, like, you know, including Jacob, that there are the students working at KMSU uh, together. Just wonder how do they get involved in, you know, 
how's it how's that experience been working with students? Well, when I started here back in 2005, it was relatively new that students were involved in doing news. So they'd been doing it for a year. So we started with what's called the Southern Minnesota News Project. And of course, news is my area. So I undertook them under my wings and would have them cover campus news and they would do stories and they'd get paid for them. And we'd have one student who'd be the 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 anchor and would we'd take these stories from the different reporters that would contribute and we'd do a five minute newscast every every day so that's way back when was how students got started with the news but then we started a show called it was called radio a la carte because students used to go it used to be a cart in the student union and so it was this cart with the all the radio equipment on it and then students would broadcast live over the noon hour from the student this uh, the Centennial Student Union. And so that was a cool thing. But as the years have gone up by, the cart sort of, I don't know, what would you call it? Sort of. Uh, Technology passed it by. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so now we have students that actually get involved and do on-air shows. It's the noon to one spot. And we are even getting more students involved. So basically, they come and express an interest. If they're going to do news, they have to, you know, want to write. They have to want to interview people. But the ones on the radio, we, we like to talk about things that are happening on campus related to what students are interested in. Right. So we renamed the show Radio a la Mav because we're not run, running no it out cart. of a cart anymore. <laughs> and it's run from the main studio here, which I think is even better for the students because they have an opportunity to actually work with broadcast equipment and automation systems and kind of see the actual inside of the radio station uh, and, uh, and and be part of it and, and pick the music that they play and the, the, the topics that they want to talk about. You know, we call it um, Radio... For students, by students. That's what Radio Alamav is. Because it's really designed to talk about the student experience from the perspective of the student. So maybe our regular KMSU listeners get a kind of get a feel for what what students are dealing with, but also such that your student uh, peers certainly could tune in and, and they they could listen to what you guys are talking about and listen to the music that you're playing. It's 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 more the music that college age people are more interested in listening to than the rest of the day on KMSU. Which is it do, it does toward sound, more community. Right. It does sound more, you know, more top 40-ish and those kind of things. And But I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think that's the music you guys want to play. So that's the music we should let you play as long as it doesn't have swears in it. So that's really, you know, in, in essence, two ways that students can get involved. One, as a reporter would, who would create audio, or now we're, we're, we're kind of reworking that to, to call them um, content contributors. Yeah, and so we put mm -hmm. it in a podcast, and you can listen to the student yeah. podcast anytime, which is great. Just like, you know, with, uh, with Dave Engen and the, the, the audio storytelling class that you folks are, are involved in, I mean, that's the kind of things we're looking for. We're looking for students who who would be interested in creating a three to five minute audio story about a particular topic. Karen would handle the topics or work with the students to kind of say, hey, here's an idea. Here's something we'd like you to do a story about. And then we feature that on Radio Alamav. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of like contribution. And then the, it's really interesting that you mentioned the students bring that new taste and perspective that, mm -hmm. you know, potentially attracted some of the uh, our college age audience as mm -hmm. well. So which is really interesting. And I also wanted to ask about the personal thing. <clears throat> I, I don't know if you maybe like if there's any 
like what kind of impact that they made personally to you too. Um, if there is any story that you remember still from the years of experience working with them, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, it's just I don't have any one particular story, but it really is is cool to be in touch with the youth of today. I mean, it, it, you guys are much, well, yeah, much younger than I am, yes. I guess. We'll put it oh, that way. Us, yeah. <clears throat> so it's fun to kind of kind of just keep my pulse on what's going on in the younger person world because I did you know back when I worked uh, uh, at Radio Mankato I mean I, I ran a top 40 radio station up until five years ago so like I was totally into all the artists and all that kind of stuff I mean I watched Taylor Swift move from country <laughs> into pop uh, into her own world now completely <laughs> and just all the artists that you know interesting interesting to see you know something like for example what Flo Rida who was in in town here in the fall I played his music when it was just brand new like I literally played it when I was a DJ on the Top 40 radio station. So <laughs> it's I was like just staying in touch with the youth and, and what's happening. So that's what I really take. It's just fun to, to, and to listen to what you guys, uh, how your experience is going. Because, you know, I will say sometimes when I listen to Radio Alamav and I hear the, the, the straight shooting <laughs> that's coming from the students, I go... Oh, okay. Wow. Well, that that experience was not necessarily the experience of every student who comes here. <laughs> it might have just been their experience, and uh, but it's also nice to kind of understand what students are dealing with and what they're going through, because you guys will talk about it on the air, and you'll talk about it off the air. So I'll hear it from my office, kind of what's going on in your guys's world and stuff, and think about that and pass it along, even within the university, saying, "Hey, here's what I'm I'm hearing some students talk about this." particular thing that they dealt with how can we help them to maybe get get through that or get better with that or, or make the process a little bit easier for them so just staying in touch with the students and and the youth and that that kind of uh, I don't know that that vibrance that comes with that you know we kind of joke about this but I've kind of been the station mom um, through the years and when Gully who was before Dwayne was the general manager. We used to say we were the mom and pop. So a lot of times if he had students that were upset about something and he knew they were going to cry, he would send them to me. <laughs> and so I'd, I've developed really some really close relationships with a lot of the students through the years because of the nature of my work in doing news and, and helping them through like a whole semester. Some were with me four or five years. And so, I, I mean, I have even sung in some of their weddings. I have been, you know, and so it's really cool. I've been invited to a number of weddings. And so that is really special to me. And I keep in touch with a lot of them just because, and I love to see their success as they've moved along. And some will call or come back to visit and ask, you know, advice, hey, this is happening. So that's the rewarding thing for me is realizing where I was when I was that age and how I wish I had somebody to be more of a mentor. So I guess it's kind of, I look at it as a mentorship relationship. And so I've done that through the years and, and maybe uh, Jacob can say, I kind of, kind of like the mom of the place, aren't I? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little she bit, is. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, so if you're going to cry, come to me, don't go to Dwayne. Right. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but through the years I've had students who have been, had some mental health issues that I've been able to send them to um, get some employee assistance, some mental health help, um, aid and stuff. And they've come back and said, you know what, 
I wouldn't I don't think I would have been okay had I not had that so that's really just a cool thing to be able to have that relationship and also know that you're helping them in their careers yeah excellent all right I was gonna um, maybe ask you you want to ask about her reporter um, time as a reporter, or should I? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I think when when we were like wondering about you, you know, before you coming in, um, I think you mentioned some you know relation between the reporting work. I just wonder if you can ask a little bit more about what you were doing and how does that even appear today? I guess in many ways. Well, you know, my background is I'm a farm girl. So when I initially set out, I was going to be a veterinarian. So I went two, two years to vet school, got my minor in chemistry, and was doing free uh, ride-alongs with the vet for like four years. And I remember being out in the middle of the, the field with um, a cow that had a prolapsed uterus, and this was the middle of a pouring, pouring rain. And so me, it was just me and the veterinarian in a four-wheel drive pickup, in a muddy, 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 muddy pasture, chasing a cow with her entire insides dragging through the mud. And so finally she fell and tripped in the mud. I'm getting to the part where your question, so just <laughs> sorry for the long story. Well, I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. So so we, the cow falls down, I'm sitting on her back holding her tail, the vet's on his stomach pushing the prolapsed uterus in and, and dumping a whole bottle of penicillin on because it's it's muddy it's rainy he goes I don't know it's probably going to be an infection and as I'm sitting on that cow and it's pouring down rain I'm thinking do I really want to be a vet I like you know animals but if if it was if I wasn't along it would just be him and it's very isolating and I like to talk and I like to be with people so it was that precise moment that I decided I wanted to be a journalist and at that point I thought I was going to be an ag journalist so I um, left. I went to two years at University of Wisconsin River Falls. It was majoring in pre-vet at the time, which is you know the undergraduate stuff. I went to University of Minnesota because it was one of the top three journalism schools in the country, and um, got in broadcast school. And so I did television. I worked at Channel Nine, Channel Eleven. I worked here at Channel Twelve in town and had some really amazing experiences. I was an anchor and I was a reporter. And it was really good, but I oh I was telling Jacob this when we were chatting the other day. It's more of a young person's job, in my opinion. Unless you you'll see the ones on the air. People thought that I was really rich because I was on the air. I'm on TV, right? Well, if you're Dan Rather, which Dan Rather's no longer with us, but whoever is on now, <laughs> you know, New Days, they there's a few people that make a lot of money, and the rest is a lot of work. And small stations pay dreadfully, dreadfully low, including you know here in town uh, so I was not married didn't have any kids and so at the time it was like an adventure every day was an adventure I'd go out and cover everything from the school council to the the police beat to a murder you know you name it it was it was just awesome because we got to travel all over southern Minnesota as a reporter and you got to know the entire southern Minnesota region and that was a fun part about it because I loved learning people's stories and it goes back to the initial story I told when I was a little kid asking people what's your name what's your favorite color you know all these things and so I got to do that I actually got to be paid to do something that I loved to do when I was a little kid and my mom she just said I can't believe they pay you to just talk and I thought this is the coolest thing ever so I did the television thing for quite a while and uh, I did it for I think well a while and then I was getting tired I was getting kind of burnt out after you do so many stories on Thanksgiving stories so many stories about you know another school board or even a murder while they're all different 
I just got tired and the hours were terrible and the pay was terrible and I wanted to stay in the area because my parents were older and I wanted to be around for them in their older years and when you're in that kind of field like a television you need to be able to move wherever the job takes you because that's how the markets go you you know start a small market go to a middle market go to a big market and so I made the choice that I didn't want to move so I took a job in public relations at the it's now Mayo Health System and did that for six years before I was recruited here at the university to do media relations because I did a lot of crisis communications through the hospital and through here and then what happened was um, finally when I was 40 years old I had just got married a couple years before and I was gonna have a baby and I said oh I gotta take some time off so I took time off from my media relations job here and in the meantime somebody else was filling in for me and a new boss came in like that person never knew who I was and they said well what are we gonna do with Karen so I because of my experience I started at KMSU so that's how I got here where I am and I still do reporting not like I used to I don't go out to go out in the field which I I miss but I do a show and I work with students and things like that so there's no time to go out and run around in the field which at my age and my you know having kids and stuff it's okay that was a long answer to you. I know, but it, but <laughs> it was okay. like a whole history. Well, I mean, you <laughs> okay, know, we're done. Well, considering the time that you've been here for such a long time, it's really like you know the history of KMSC somehow aligns with <laughs> your journey of coming over here. Right. So it was really it was really good. Yeah, I mean, I never imagined I would stay in Southern Minnesota when I first came to town in Mankato. I thought oh, I'll be here a couple of years and then I'll be somewhere else. And well, look at. I've been here since 1988. Wow. Wow. You weren't even born, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few years off. I'm, oh, okay. I'm 93. Okay, well, there you go. All right, well, um, what's your background? What What did you do before uh, KMSU? Uh, yeah, I worked for 30 years uh, or so, give or take a few, um, at, uh, at what now is Radio Mankato. Uh, or Subarctic Media, I guess, is the, uh, the the parent company name of the organization. But Radio Mankato is how most people know it. Uh, when I started there, there were just two radio stations, uh, and, and now there's uh, a lot more than that. I don't even I, I've lost track on how many they have now. <laughs> but uh, I loved it. You know, I I'm sure you'll ask the question down the road. You know, what? Uh, how did? Why did you get into it? Or that kind of stuff. I'll just give you that real fast as part of this because. Um, you know, I, I would lay in bed at night listening to music on the radio, and I love music. That's the, the bottom line, I love music, uh, but I have no talent whatsoever. You know, can't sing, can't play guitar, <laughs> can't do, you know, I can play a teeny little bit, but not 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 anything that's going to do. So I'm like, well, what can I do? And I'm like, love and listening to music, right? but music on the radio and those DJs and they were having so much fun just playing. What a deal, what a job to just play music <laughs> and make people happy. I mean, wow, what a job. And so I got hooked. I thought that's what I want to do. So, you know, 16 years old, get my driver's license. I drive into to Mankato, go to KTOE and KDOG at the time. That's between Mankato and Eagle Lake on old Highway 14 there and uh, ask, can, you know, can I do something to be part of this radio thing? Because I, I, I grew up listening to KDOG. It was the it was the new station at the time. It literally had gone on the air in, in 1984, you know, 85. And uh, I just, I'm like, what can I do? They're like, you can mow the lawn. Like, and you, you got did, it. Didn't you? I mowed the lawn. <laughs> I uh, that was my very first job, driving well, in from Mapleton to mow the lawn at the radio station. And, well, uh, 
Thank you for not making me do such a boring job. I actually enjoy doing the CD ripping that I do. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have the same thing. Walked in and said, "Hey, what can I do?" You know, and uh, and we're we're you're helping us out by uh, by helping to rip CDs into our blues collection. We basically have two questions left. Um, what is? Can you tell us a story about a fun or quirky? Um, guest or like host you have had here um, at the radio station Lord. Hmm. we've had a lot of fun and quirky but I don't know that I should probably go into it <laughs> <laughs> some, of, the, some of them might still be alive <laughs> for the sake of privacy <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough um, you know I that's the great thing about KMSU is we have so many great personalities. I mean, we've got people that just have these that are, I mean, when Dwayne mentioned music geeks, they so love a certain type of music and, and they all have their own stories. I mean, we've had everybody who's since who's been we've had some people who are lawyers who do shows. We have uh, people who are, you know, just all sorts of things. You name it from all backgrounds, and that's the great thing about it. I was going to mention Herb Kroon. He's been here for over 40 years, and he does the Best of Broadway show. And he's his former life, he's a lawyer. Just the greatest guy, funnier than heck. Um, but for 40-some years, he has been doing a show every week entirely on Broadway music. And you will not meet anybody who knows more Broadway music or who is... Just so great to talk to. So, I mean, I would say if you haven't ever listened to Broadway Music Show, I think this is one of the only one in the country. Where else have you heard Broadway Musical on That's All They Do? No idea. No, like personally not. Exactly. See? You know, and so that's the great thing. And I have another gal. Uh, she's been here for 40 years. It's my master gardener friend. Her name is Barb Lampton. She's 80 some years old and I always say when she, I'd like to be her when I grow up because I also have do a garden segment on my show and Barb's a part of that so because of her I became a master gardener because I'm like I want to be like her when I grow up and the thing that's so cool about her is she's 80 some years old she's got more energy than most kids I know and she's so positive and so I think a lot of the folks that you meet um, just uh, just have great stories to tell and I think that's why it's it's good to be on radio. You can tell those stories. Oh, all right. And you brought us in perfectly to my next question. Um, but first, some context. So not only is Karen an excellent uh, master gardener, as she put it, but she brings in these beautiful plants, um, <laughs> some of them being stolen. I'm sure maybe we'll get into that. But, like, she's also brought in, like, cherry tomatoes that were absolutely delicious and everything. So I just felt like I need to needed her to talk a little bit about her gardening. Oh, did you know, I maybe you haven't seen it, but I also have a garden hospice here at the studio. For So somehow, because of my gardening background, a vice president said to me, oh, you should manage all the, the plants in the building. So like in the window wells, there was nothing there. And so I put plants there and that's how they ended up getting stolen a couple of them. But, you know, I just replaced them. And I thought, I hope those people are happy and I hope they're nice to my plants. But for a while, uh, I had a, a plant hospice. People complained and asked all these questions like, I, don't, I have a brown thumb. I don't know what to do. I can't raise these. So I would say, I'd go look at it and I'd say, oh, well, why don't you give it to me for a while? Because they were pretty much almost dead. And then I would bring them to my little hospice over on the back table there and revive them. So for a while, we would call it our palliative care and our hospice for plants. So that's that's my little 
garden story, and and I do a weekly garden story with my friend Barb Lapson. Did you ever find the plants that were stolen? No, we didn't. Sadly, um, you know, they disappeared one day. It was between a certain I don't know, three, between 3 and 5 p.m., and that was when we found out we didn't have cameras in the building, and guess what? Now we're getting cameras in the building. Excellent. So there, so see, so something bad, something good, security is going to happen. That's wonderful. Um, we, I, don't, I can't think of any other questions that we have for you. Um, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I'm just wondering what's going to happen with this podcast. Who's going to hear this? Um, anyone that wants to listen to it. Well, um, if Dave Engen's listening, I want to talk about Dave Engen because Dave Engen is. Go a, ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> he, well, we would appreciate probably. And you know what? Because I was just thinking because this is his class. But Joe, Dave Engen, he was a volunteer here for 15 years or so, and he was this uh, professor of communication here on the campus, and he loves music that his parents listened to. So he had this show called Listen to Your Folks. And so on the morning show with Tim and Shelley on Shuffle Function, they always used to say he was the hottest teacher on campus. And so we would always embarrass him by that. So I would like to add that right now to embarrass him. <laughs> Dave, you're still a, yeah. a good looking dude. And yeah, you remember how the, have you ever seen that Rate That Professor, Rate My Professor? And they give uh, the hot peppers we always used to tell Dave he'd get a hot pepper. Maybe they don't do that anymore. It used to mean you were hot. Is something. there such yeah. thing? Really? Yeah, you should look it up. It's what? funny. Yeah, I, yeah. I know about late my professor. I didn't know Unless about that. Unless they removed that because they thought it was maybe not appropriate, perhaps. <laughs> but anyway, that's a, that was years ago. But uh, no, he was another really great one. And I just want to know if you guys have an interest in doing radio. And yeah. Well, for me, um, yeah, I very much have an interest in doing radio. I love this. I love sitting right here. I'm sitting in front of this um, giant audio board that someone who doesn't know what it is probably thinks it's like some mission control to some nuke that you can send off. Um, and I just love it. I love that I'm part of the radio show. I'm part of Jazz with Lona tonight on Monday nights at 7. Not, not to... Um, make an ad for my Go own ahead. show, but um, yeah, it's like I did a couple classes with Dave Ingen. He kind of saw that I kind of liked this stuff and actually um, helped conquer a few fears of mine. I used to hate my own voice um, because of my disability and whatnot, but um, look how far you've come. Yeah, and mm -hmm. yeah, so this is kind of where I see my career tra trajectory going. Yay! How about yeah, you? Well, so it's the same path. Like, really, uh, he, he does a good job, Dr. Dave Engen, because he, he, he just really created a pass between the students to this whole media world. He does. That's yeah. how I got to know about this whole work. And um, I guess I really like about, you know, the stories, and especially the through the audio or through the on the sound uh we were just reading has some like a class reading or something there's some like a really something innate in that that the getting the information only through the the ears well we were watching a lot of videos of whatever or so-called on youtube somehow my my whole sensory is really sensitive and receptive about those like the true stories coming out of to somebody's mouth and listening was only with my ear it just really helped me to personally make a connection 
between the people that I interview or, you know, the, the people that I feature, I don't know. There's some like a magical power for me to make it really, really that the bring the value of audio storytelling um, inside of me personally and hopefully to the public too through the work that, that we've been creating. But I, I love that because that's the, one of the favorite parts of my job is hearing people's stories and, and being able to ask those questions. And so... Like I said, growing up, that was my thing, and and I get to live the dream, as they say. All right. And with that? Yeah. Um, well, we're kind of running out of time here. Thank you um, to our hosts, both Karen and Dwayne. Of course, Dwayne already left, so I can't say he's goodbye. Probably, he's probably trying to help the folks get us back on the air. Running <laughs> yeah. around. And, yes. Um, <laughs> thank you to Ayu, too, for, my, yes. uh, for being my co-host oh, here thank today. You. You've been wonderful. Well, um, thank you for having us on to think that we had an interesting enough story to be on, because it's weird for me to be on this side of the mic. Thank you, guys. Yes. So, thank you. Have a wonderful day, all of you. <laughs>